Blog Talk Radio. A breed and walk will you keep? Woman in cowardly shocky. Guardate queste femmine. Guardate cosa so. Hi, this is Mildred Tussoni with Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. Right now I have, uh, we have Jason Marcus is, is dialed in so far. Uh, he's uh, with Continental Home Loan and our mortgage specialist. We also have Joan Ortiz on the line. Hi, hi Jason, sorry. Um, uh, Joan, good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, Joan is a uh, politi- uh, social activist in New Hyde Park. She's on the Project Inde- Independence Advisory Board and the Executive Board of Park Civic. Um, okay, we're also just being joined by Rick Ravigno, who is our technology um, expert of the morning, one of them. Um, and he uh, will be discussing LinkedIn and how to use it to get work. Hi, uh, Rick. How are you? Hey, Mildred, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Can everybody else hear him? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You're on the air. Um, we will have one more person dialing in, Ryan Gooden from uh, Chicago. but. We, and we're switching the format of the show a little bit. Rick has to leave early. So let me just give a brief overview. Welcome to the neighborhood. I'll read our disclaimer. Then we're going to have Jason. We'll do some real estate. Um, Joan, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll move your slot till the end of the show. And then okay. we'll go right into LinkedIn um, and social media for uh, finding work and communicating. Um, so, uh, welcome to the NeighborhoodNY.com. Started off because we realized the need to let people know new businesses that move in the neighborhood, new groups that have events, how to hook everybody up. So, first we created Welcome to the NeighborhoodNY.com as a place to post information. Then once we found Blog Talk Radio at the end of December, we figured it was a perfect um, medium, because it's free, uh, to have groups on. So, and, and most everybody has a business, and then they have a group. They have a, an interest, some other area. So we're just trying to hook all of those up. And um, let me just read our disclaimer. And it's right here. Uh, this show has been prepared for educational and informational purposes only. This is not legal advice or legal opinions on any specific matters. Um, please consult your attorney or your professional um, to get any specifics on what we talk about. Okay. So, um, Jason, do you want to kick off uh, how the week has been in mortgage real estate land here? Sure, and uh, for a change, I'll be kind of brief. Uh, not much going on in the world um, in regards to the mortgage rate side of things. Uh, we've been pretty flat uh, a week ago from past Thursday. As most of you guys know, the Fed made their announcement to buy mortgage-backed securities, dropped rates about a quarter of a percent after all the smoke cleared. Um, they inched up almost immediately after that. And we're still sitting below 5% on 30-year uh, fixed interest rates up to 417000 So other than that, it stayed pretty flat throughout the course of the week. Uh, one positive that we did see was for the first time in about 10 months, um, the Dow really had a positive run this week um, with the exception of the latter part where it dipped a little bit. But overall, um, it's starting to starting to move, which, you know, all these things that the government's been doing with the bailouts and buying mortgage-backed securities, this is what they're looking for to happen. So thankfully, things are starting to starting to head in the right direction. I know on my end, um, just in regards to 
applications from the beginning of this year between refinances and purchases. Things are up big on my side. And as I told you before, Mildred, everything starts with the housing market. If this thing is going to start to turn around and start heading in a positive direction, it's going to begin with us. So when you see activity and you see new buyers coming out there and you see things starting to head in the right direction, it really makes you feel positive that, you know, even though it's seven years of a bubble to dig this ditch and it's certainly not going to be an overnight um, thing to get out of, at least it's starting to head in the right direction from what I'm looking at so far. So I'm kind of fired up about it. Well, good. I have a question for you. Um, this is uh, now I have my real estate hat on. Um, there are so we know about the eight thousand dollar credit that you can get if you're a first time home buyer, um, and that's through November thirtieth or thirty first. I think you had said. Um, now, if someone is a first time home buyer and they take one of the courses, like there's a Nassau course uh, that you can take where they give you credit counseling and, and things like that, and we'll have information on that program. There's also one I know that has been in the city in Staten Island. I've spoken with people. So would they, and that's supposed to be for closing costs. So can people really get, do both of those? I mean, are either one, you know, uh, if you get one, can you not do the other? Do you have any information on that or? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm 100% sure, but there, I would say that um, they should be, they're not going to affect each other. Um, the government's giving that money and had no stipulation on any, any sort of other thing that you would wind up doing, so I can't imagine. I'll definitely check into that, but I would say uh, based on um, what I know that no, they would have no effect against each other. Like It's not like you're walking into Kohl's with a coupon and something's on sale and you can't get the other sale item. You know, It, it doesn't work that way. The government yeah. is independent of any of that stuff. So I would say that, no, you, you would be able to qualify for both of those. Okay. Because, in effect, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's an, a good chunk of change to, to get for your, for your first time home. I mean, I don't know how. Actually, I guess with Jason, I'd like us to just do a little research on that. Um, and then between the two of us, we post it on, we'll post it on welcometothenneighborhoodny.com just so that uh, if, if people can take advantage of that and they'll and we'll give some links, okay? If you and I will do that this week. Yeah, that's easy enough. Okay. Um, oh, I'd like to also say people can call in. It's 646-929-1595. Um, so uh, do any other comments? Um, I, Jason, I know you were on another show this week. Do you want to just give yourself a plug on that one too? Well, thanks, Belger. Uh We um, started a live radio show. It airs um, on two different AM networks. And I know you said, Mildred, that there's going to be a way um, to get to the radio show via the Internet so people throughout the country can actually listen to it. That's how um, I listen to the, it, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll figure out what that exactly is. I haven't actually got a chance to talk to you about how to link to that. But, yeah, uh, me, uh, myself, um, a real estate attorney, um, one of Mildred's colleagues from uh, KW, Keller Williams, um, he, it was his brainstorm idea to actually launch this show. So he asked me to do it. Um, an attorney friend of his, an insurance um, agent that's been in the business for 30 years, and a home inspector. It's called The Real Deal of Real Estate. We air on 12.40 a.m. and 14.40 a.m. on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 o'clock. Last week uh, was our first show. Uh, we had a studio audience of about probably around 20 people. A couple people called in. Real exciting stuff, but uh, just dealing, same concept of like uh, this, this particular show. We're just dealing with... Um, the ins and outs of what's going on in markets and real estates, and it's more of a forum. It was real exciting. It was really uh, a lot of fun. And uh, just from doing this show for the last three, we might be almost on four months, right, Mildred? Um, yes. 
December. Very comfortable uh, sitting down and getting started. I'm sitting next to my guys, and they're like sitting there almost in shaking of nervousness. And <laughs> this is old hat for me just from having uh, the practice and doing this with you for uh, so many months now. So I had a really good time with it. And after all said and done, it was a pretty successful show. We'll wind up, as we learned, you know, you kind of iron out the kinks and I think it's going to be very informative and a very positive thing, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to next Wednesday and doing that again. So, and yeah, and we'll post that too. Yeah, Ben has been on the show, and Jim Freebody has been on the show as well. So um, it's a great forum. Uh, Ryan, I see that you've uh, joined us. Hope good morning. Yeah, hi, Mildred, and everybody else. How are you? Yeah. We have Rick Ravigno on here, and we have Joan Ortiz. Um, Rick has to leave a little early, so we're going to move his slot up until next. So we'll do that now. That's why I asked if you join in early, and then we'll um, talk with Joan towards the end. Um, okay, uh, Rick, would you like to introduce yourself um, Rick, and give a little overview? And then I know you have put together some notes. You've really been using LinkedIn. Um, effectively, so I wanted you to speak about what you, you know, your what you found worked, and 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 just give us some of your thoughts on that. Sure, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. On. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been around a while. I've been uh, into <laughs> since the early '80s. Uh, I had my own radio talk show for a while. It was uh, broadcast on WGBB WRKL. It's called Computer Talk. Um, I was at PC Magazine as a technical analyst, writing about the Internet back in the uh, mid-'90s when it was really starting to come of age. And um, I've been using LinkedIn as, a, as an excellent tool for networking with uh, a number of different uh, uh, people, organizations. Uh, it's a terrific tool, in fact. Um, uh, as everybody knows, there are several different mediums that you can use to find yourself a job. Of course, the, uh, the old standby newspaper or uh, search engine like Monster uh, or, or uh, Rear Builder, head route. But what's happening in the past few years is uh, the concept of using a networking tool like LinkedIn has really, uh, really, really grown tremendously. Uh, it, it's, again, a terrific tool for uh, representing yourself on the Internet. It's, it, for all intents and purposes, an electronic You're able to do with it is basically what you can do with your resume and as far as representing you know, what, you, what you are in a summary format with uh, educational information, any number of different uh, details. But what's really, really nice about the, the, uh, the whole concept is, is the concept of, uh, of networking, of being able to uh, get recommendations from people, for people to be able to see uh, any number of different details about you. Uh, from from a, uh, a corporate perspective, it's a great tool, uh, especially from the HR perspective, for, to see what people are all about. Uh, you can do all sorts of different things with LinkedIn. Uh, you can join specific groups. Uh, there are different, several groups. There are different alumni groups based on where you work. As, as an example, as you know, Mildred, we have the uh, uh, J.P. Morgan uh, Chase alumni group. Uh, there is a, a BlackRock uh, and a, and a Merrill. There's all sorts of different alumni. There's a Ziff Davis, PC Magazine, and so forth. What's uh, really nice about that is it's a way to keep in touch with everybody that you've known. Uh, when it comes time to, uh, well, I shouldn't say when it comes time to, if you unfortunately have to be looking for work, especially in these times, uh, it becomes a great way to uh, get, you, get your name out there. So people understand the general concept. When you go in, you will have specific contacts that you um, put down for uh, your uh, for your network. Uh, as an example, Mildred and myself are connected on on LinkedIn. Uh, as that grows, you can have several hundred contacts, but each of those several hundred contacts may have several hundred or several thousand of their own contacts. In fact, Exponentially, the way it works is I have, for example, about 163 contacts in my, uh, or connections as they put it, in my LinkedIn profile. Um, that expands out to three uh, plus million people that I can actually um, reach out to and say, hey, here I am, uh, I'm looking for work. 
uh, or even offering to help people that are looking for work. Uh, so it's it's an excellent way to uh, to get yourself out there. Uh, there's also some messaging uh, messaging capabilities. Uh, you can communicate via that. Keep in touch uh, with the different tools like that. There's also um, uh, there there are also other features like polls. You can actually go in and pose questions to people. Uh, you know, ask different things and get any number of responses from any number of people. Uh, it's really a great a great feature. Uh, there's also a blog capability. You have a, a free blog via WordPress.com uh, through this, so that you can uh, maintain some sort of a record of what your your job you know job search has been like. Uh, overall, it's it's just a terrific tool. Um, yeah, you know when when uh, I had been uh, uh, using Facebook more than LinkedIn, even though I had been on LinkedIn, but I found that um, it, it was a little stiffer as far as the interface. And then you, one, one uh, I think it was a Sunday night, were updating your profile and updating contact, and I went, oh, there's Rick. So then we started connecting that way, and then I started plugging in and, and joining groups and um, so uh, I'm a certified project plan, uh, planner PMP, and those guys they have a bunch of groups if you're a PMP, and they even have job postings, which was one of the first ones that I had seen um, really doing job postings. And um, so what would, I would recommend that if you're looking for a job, you start working on your LinkedIn um, profile, because it takes a while to update it. Wouldn't you agree, Rick, um, as far as um, making it, you know, putting your, updating your information, because you just don't do it one shot. You update and you update and you update and you create your links and you ask. For, I like the idea of the recommendations. I think that I really hadn't ask people for that too much, um, but that's a good way to have a record. So any, especially if you're looking for a job, anybody who wants to employ you, you don't have to do recommendation letters necessarily. You'll see recommendations right there, right? It sounds like Rick might not be with us still. <laughs> I don't know I what happened. Oh, there you are. You there, Rick? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where I actually got cut off. All of a sudden, I heard that rapid busy signal, which told me I lost you. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, it, I'm sorry. It's 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 an excellent tool, Mildred. You're absolutely right for networking. Just for, from the recommendation perspective alone, you're absolutely right. What's really important for people to understand is because it's a networking tool, um, the the way to make your profile really stand out is to work with the other people that you you know that are part of your network. Uh, provide them recommendations. Get recommendations from any number of sources, whether it's a previous employer, a coworker, even just somebody that you know for a personal reference. It makes it puts it right out there, out in the open, mm -hmm. easy. And again, it, that's the social network part of it. It's interacting with people that you 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 can pick up right where you left off, um, and 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 by communicating with them. And and doing recommendations, I think that's an excellent way because in these times, people are um, less likely; they're more cautious about what they recommend and don't recommend because of all the rules. Um, so I think this is a great way you can say go on to LinkedIn. Um, I think the fact of a, a blog there, especially if you're looking for work, I mean. You could have 20 blogs. You could spend nothing, you know, just do blogs. You know, um, there's just so many options. But I think for someone out of work, it's it's a good place. Well, I'll have to check that out with you and see how we could use that. Um, another thing that I like, and Rick and I have been doing this, and Ryan and I have been doing the same thing on Facebook, we're using the email through there because it's right on your phone. It's it's I don't have to worry about which email address. It's instantaneous and um, it just makes it simpler. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that that you're using it more for your business email as far as communicating with people, Rick? 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. In fact, what I what I've actually done with LinkedIn is I've I've actually created a separate account. The amount, the volume of messages that come through can, can get pr- pretty intense. So what I did was I created a an actual account called LinkedIn Rick uh, at Live. You know, one of those free services I use Live.com. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the 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 messaging capabilities are phenomenal. Uh, it, it, you're absolutely right. You can set it up on your phone, which is exactly how I have it set up, and it just keeps you in touch. Uh, you know, they're, especially uh, nowadays, it's just so important to that, that feature I had mentioned about all the different people. It just lets you uh, say to three million people, "Hey, I'm here, and I'm I'm looking for work. Does anybody have anything? If you want to see who I am, take a look at my profile." So mm-hmm. from a communications perspective, yeah, absolutely. The email uh, capabilities are, are phenomenal. Um, have, you, um, have you used the blog at all? I, I actually put uh, my, the first, my first blog entry up this week. Uh, they keep adding features. This is one of the newer ones that they threw in. Uh, I put one up, in fact, describing the benefits of LinkedIn like we're discussing today. Uh, there are some, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a terrific feature. The fact that it's built into it and it actually links directly into LinkedIn uh, makes it even more a more uh, valuable tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, Ryan and I, we're working on a blog, uh, The Web Uncovered, um, for uh, people to post uh, tips and things like that. And so, Rick, we'd like to ask you to uh, join us on that too to help point people in. There's so much information. Uh, for example, Blog Talk Radio. Sure. Just this week, they've added Tweet This to the segment name. Now, it had it so you could follow us on Facebook, you could follow us on um, Twitter, but now there's a nice little button that says Tweet This. So when I Brought up the control panel this morning. I just tweeted that, and off it went. And um, the, everything is just getting. It's almost can get too convoluted. Um, you know, you're like, is this going here? Is it coming from the? Uh, you know, you, you almost feel like you're going in circles sometimes. Um, but I don't mind those technology circles work for me. So, um, yeah. now, Rick, if, we, you don't, if you don't mind, I was just going to jump in real quick and make a quick note yeah, about please, that because, please. I, you know, I mean, I am uh, definitely a, a social media nut here, um, and, and you're right about it being a little bit convoluted, but I think once you get the gist of just social networking in general and the various technologies that are available, that will, will certainly kind of uh, start to make a little bit more sense. And, it, you know, it, it should be clear to someone why you would hit the tweet this button here because it will probably drive a few more people to your show. Um, so, uh, so, so, yeah, th- there's, there's definitely a, um, a learning curve when it comes to the social media. Uh, but, uh, but, but I think ever, all the listeners should, uh, should be able to, to catch on in no time. Um, and I think you made an excellent point a couple shows ago where you said, um, this isn't going away. This technology mm-hmm. is not going to, away. If anything, there might be something two months, six months that just comes in and takes over, just Absolutely. like Facebook well, and LinkedIn. Yeah. But yeah. to me, it's only going to build on it. It's not, it's yeah. not like any of this is going to change. Um, uh, it's it's just going to be more things. So you might as well start and pick one. Whether especially, I think if you're looking for work, Rick, um, I think LinkedIn is is definitely the one because it's so much more structured for that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think so. It, it seems like if people are looking for work, that to Update their profile as and spend. It's not a one a one session. Take fixes it. Update it over a, a period of time. Keep adding to it, and then the recommendations and building your network. Um, uh, I would say those are the the main things to start with. Um, so you know, we're going to have to look. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I was going to say, LinkedIn is actually pretty intuitive. What, what it does for you is if you go in and well, one of the things the last you do is we'll tell us what, what your, your past uh, employers were. So you, you enter in the names, and as you put in the, the names of the companies, it will then come back and say, okay, uh, this is a list of people that are in LinkedIn 
that worked at uh, company ABC uh, that you worked at, uh, do you want them to join your network? And before you know it, it's just it just grows and it grows. It certainly requires maintenance, but they they have certain capabilities that make it very easy to uh, to develop that network. Um, yeah, I I agree. I'm, I've been uh, seeing people that there's no way I would have ever found their email address. Um, there's just no way. Um, but their name is there, and it's permission based. That's uh, I think. One of the main differences is you ask them, you say, I'd like to be your friend. And um, I don't know if that's the right word, I, if that's what LinkedIn uses. But in essence, they can say, no, don't want to be part of this, don't want to hear from them. Or most of the time, I've never had really anybody say no. Um, but uh, they, they, want, they say, yes, I want to communicate with you. So already, it's, if you talk about it in sales terms, it's one of the people you've met. So they've already said they want to um, communicate with you. So it's really a very permission-based, which is a good thing. Um, would you say when you, um, let's, if someone's looking for a job, should they include their LinkedIn information? Um, should they have that on their website? Uh, should they have a website, or should they just tell employers to look at LinkedIn? What, what do you think, Rick? Oh, I, absolutely. I, I actually represent it in my resume. Uh, but anytime I will put out a communication to uh, a headhunter or, or anyone, anybody else uh, for a job, I will absolutely reference uh, the LinkedIn account. It's so so well structured. They can go up there in a matter of minutes and get, get a great feel what you're all about. You know, mm -hmm. just, just so we understand, this isn't just limited to, um, it's, it's a site, we call it a social networking uh, site. It, it, it does, it is more than just a job networking site. Uh, you can you can connect to uh, past colleagues, classmates, uh, friends, groups and associations and so forth. So it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty broad, um, you know, uh, listing of people or, or, or you know, uh, People that you can bring into the site. It actually it says to you, "I'd like I'd like to add you to my professional uh, network on LinkedIn." When you send off an invite, like I said, when it comes back, it'll say, uh, "These people worked with you. Do you want them to join your network?" And that's what you would send out. The exact terminology would be, "I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn." So mm -hmm. uh, it's 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 more than just a job uh, a job network. Uh, it's. Surely, uh, it, it covers uh, everything, anything in life for networking. So LinkedIn you, is terrific all, all across the board. Rick, quick, uh, quick question for you here. One of the things that uh, Mildred and I have talked about uh, on occasion here is how much information, how much personal information to share uh, on Facebook in particular because that definitely has a little bit more of um, uh, you know, a laid-back, uh, more of a community feel to it, and I think people are finally just starting to come on board with, uh, you know, how to utilize it for business uh, and business development uh, and networking. Um, you know, so would you would you make the same kind of a recommendation for LinkedIn as to how much information you share about yourself, uh, you know, personal information, birth date, uh, and whatnot? Um, do you think it has the same implications? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want you want to keep it as professional as possible. Again, that's the key word, professional. Unlike Facebook, which is really more of a social network. Uh, you know, they they have those the, the boards and so forth that you can pass back uh, you know, s simple messages. Uh, it, it's it's not really geared as LinkedIn is to 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 be a tool for uh, connecting your professional you know professional people together, your past job uh, relationships. So uh, when you want to put when you put in your information, especially on LinkedIn, you want to keep it as professional as possible. I find with Facebook, they get a bit more personal, uh, but you know it's based on what what you're looking to do. I use LinkedIn specifically for uh, professional networking, so I will keep what I what I have content-wise limited to uh, literally like resume information. Uh, certain, you know, likes, dislikes, you know, the, the typical type of thing you would want to see about anybody if you want to know what they're all about. So mm -hmm. you don't want to go too overboard with LinkedIn. Uh, unlike Facebook, you, you can get you know, pretty crazy on Facebook. 
Sure. You know, it's really something that's been, I've seen it a lot more in the media recently here, I mean, as far as you know, utilizing social networking, uh, the concept in general, um, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, when you're using it, uh, you know, to find a job, um, you have to sort of be a little bit cautious about what kind of information is out there, <laughs> you know, I mean, because literally an employer can, you know, can now go and uh, search for your name on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, you know, and find out maybe a little bit more than you want them to know. Um, so watch out for those uh, YouTube videos that uh, you're taking in your college dorm room and uh, be cautious about the type of information that you share online. Yeah, absolutely right. Keep LinkedIn professional. Keep it, expect to use it specifically for, uh, for, for your, your professional network, for, for your right. job type network. Oh, I, oh! I know what I was going to say. Uh, I said how I'm with. Uh, I have some of the project management groups, and what's been really interesting. There's people who have uh, questions about um, project management software or procedures, or there's people who are looking for uh, who are doing dissertations and want people to participate with them on certain projects or even uh, some surveys like you had spoken about. So so that is really useful. Um, I can't think of what, how a survey, what I would use a survey for um, job searching, but that's something we could see if we find one. Um, I have a good uh, example for you. I actually okay. have a poll or a survey where I ask how many career changes are made by an average American in their lifetime. It's amazing how many people do come back, and you can open up the questioning to just your network or the entire uh, LinkedIn uh, environment, which is millions mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I put in one once uh, where it was, what is the best medium uh, or source for finding uh, your next job? What LinkedIn does is they take that and they put it into a comprehensive format so that you can see. They break out who responded based on whether they're uh, you know, uh, corporate professionals, whoever it may be. And it's actually a pretty neat tool, you know. When it comes to getting certain surveys or, or, or poll questions out there, it's it's a wonderful tool. I think that also shows that uh, someone who's looking to see um, as a per prospective employer, they already see that you get it. You you're familiar with the medium, um, and uh, that you you're up to speed with what's going on. So I think that's an excellent example. Um, Ryan, and maybe I'd like Ryan and Rick to um, address this. With uh, search engine optimization, um, I know blogs, Ryan, you've spoken about that, and we'll delve into it, and we're, you're doing special shows on it. Does that help at all with LinkedIn or, uh, you know, as far as putting things up? Do you know anything, how either one of you, how the search engines are with LinkedIn? And um, <clears throat> I am not as familiar with LinkedIn. Um, so I, I really I can't speak to whether or not that information is public when you post uh, a WordPress. Is that the case, Rick? Yeah, um, actually, it, it does. It, it is pretty out there when it comes to, if you went okay. to Google and you, you search for my name, you will find a LinkedIn entry there. So great. It, well, then I, yeah, well, then I would say absolutely it's great for search engine optimization. Uh, content is king online, and, um, you know, sites that are very active, Google indexes more frequently. So you might post something on a blog, and if it's some, uh, a blog that, uh, that has a lot of activity, uh, Google is going to come back and index your site and index that content so that you do pop up in searches. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and that's really the beauty of a blog is, you know, essentially what the search engines, what's, what Google is trying to do at any given time with, uh, you know, with any website that's out there is basically rank its relevance uh, to the end user so that when they do a search for something specific, uh, that they're able to find the information that's the most relevant to their search. Um, and, and so really that, that's uh, important to keep in mind when it comes to any kind of uh, blog that you're keeping up. But uh, the more relevant your content, the more uh, frequently you post, um, the more the search engines are going to like you. Yeah, absolutely right. There's a lot of different groups out there on LinkedIn. matter of fact, there is a Google group, believe it or not, where people ask questions like this. Right. Uh, one, of the, one of the nice features about this is that there are groups 
that actually offer opportunities. Uh, there's an IT specialist group. There's a PM or project manager link group. There are consultant networks. Uh, it, it really opens up the gamut of, of, of what's, uh, you know, trying to understand what's out there. It's, it's, it's again, it's just a great tool. And I keep saying that. It really is. <laughs> Um, uh, I know, Rick, we had spoken about you doing some other episodes with us, um, uh, so I, I would like to uh, do some more things focusing on technology, especially Ryan, we have some other technology people. Um, what would you say, if someone's looking for a job, what would be the, uh, and, and they're, a skill set they're trying to figure out what's the most marketable at this point or what would be a hot button um, uh, I'm, t I'm just trying to see if there's I mean yes we have LinkedIn so if they said if they focus their time on LinkedIn do you think there's a payback for them for that um, as far as a learning curve no, I, I don't think there's much of a learning curve nowadays. Yeah, maybe five or six years ago. Uh, what, what, I, what, I do, what I do see is um, it's a very friendly interface, uh, really, really simple to put in detail. Uh, you're absolutely right; it does need to be maintained. But you know, what, what you're really getting out of it is that the numbers—it's the numbers that are key here. When I want to get myself out there, if I want to say, "Hey, I'm looking for work." If I can put that out to 3 million people that are all related to me, whether they're one or two contacts away, and say, is anybody aware of any available opportunities, it, it, it just, it's just outstanding. You, you, you can't network better than that. It's, and that's sales. That sales is numbers. And, in effect, you're, you're marketing yourself. And people, I think, tended to not do that. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I need a job. Oh, God. You know, and and sort of hide where this is sort of the opposite, where it's like put it out there. I'm looking. Everybody, there's so many people looking. It's not like I'm a bad worker because I'm looking for work. I mean, would you say there's that mind shift there from one to the other? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think the the idea of getting yourself out there. It's always an issue. How do you get yourself out there? Usually, the way you get yourself out there is by doing the footwork yourself. You know, in the past, you'd have to go in the newspaper and find a job, or you'd have to f find something on Career Builder. Uh, you know, you could find some. You know what it's like. You find these jobs on Monster or Career Builder, and sometimes they're 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 quite old. You never really know when they've been put in. Uh, and, and as and as far as LinkedIn, it's live. It's, it's what's happening right now. When you put it out, when you put out that you're looking for work. Uh, the people that will respond, it's all live. They will say, okay, well, I work for company ABC. They have these opportunities. Uh, I, you know, it, what happens is, you know, nowadays a lot of companies say, hey, there's an incentive. You, if you bring us somebody that we like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna compensate you for it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, people are very anxious or, or, or more than willing to, uh, to come back and say, yeah, my company is looking for help. And, and what, based on what I see, your profile, you're a perfect fit. So here's the contact. Tell them I sent you. And it's like, a, you know, a one hand washes the other type of arrangement. It really works out very well. Mm -hmm. um, what about um, businesses? Um, uh, I guess, uh, is it, uh, do you see the same opportunity for a business to grow as a personal? I mean, we've been focusing on you know, someone looking for a job, but uh, same thing with a business to put, to, I guess, create your persona for your business on LinkedIn as opposed to your personal. Is is that how you would recommend doing that? or? I, you know, I do see that um, it's starting to happen more and more. I, I, I think that this has been more of, like, like we're saying, more of a, a job search networking type tool. Uh, the concept is expanding, though, in, in scope as far as what it can offer. Like we said before, the blog is a new addition to this. So uh, they, there are certainly uh, aspects of it from a, from a business perspective that would absolutely be beneficial here. Uh, how okay. they represent it, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, well, we'll develop that. That'll be some way that because uh, Joan is on here as uh, and she's involved in community activism. 
Um, Jason is from a business perspective, not just a personal. We have a question from our chat, um, our Blog Talk Radio chat, uh, which you can join at any time. It says, um, I've always been a touchy-feely person. This makes LinkedIn a little foreign, even though I'm technically proficient. Any ideas for breaking down that barrier? When they, when they say touchy-feely, um, I'm assuming they mean more, more face-to-face, voice-to-voice uh, type communications. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the bridge that will get you to that touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the whole point here. It's going to get you in contact with those people that you can then apply that to. Uh, so, and, and Absolutely, I'm the same way. I, I prefer to pick up a phone. I know we had an email exchange where you say you like to send off emails. I, I'm that same type of touchy-feely person. I want to I talk to you. I want to I hear your voice. I want to I hear what you're saying. I want to look into your eyes and, and see what you're, you know, feel what you're, or at least try and interpret what I think you're feeling. Uh, it, so this is this is that bridge that will get you to that point to to, to, to be able to, to put yourself in that position. Uh, this, this tool is exactly what, what will get you there. Mm-hmm. And so the best way is just to start. Just jump in, do a little bit, do some more. I, I think there's nothing more exciting when you're whether it's you've developed a, a web program or an application, and all of a sudden. You know, uh, there's 15 people signing up for something in, within seconds. Or when I send a constant contact email and I look at the things and I all of a sudden I see people not only clicking on the email, clicking on the links. It's very exciting. And I think the first, as soon as you get into it and you, you start doing something, you know, you've, you've updated your profile and all of a sudden you've got five people that you didn't, that found you through someone else, it's very exciting. Um, so uh, let me see if that answers their question. Um, I think this is uh, blog talk radio is very exciting. Um, I think uh, I found a free conference bridge call um, that will have links up to that works really well. I mean, we are really lucky at this point because um, the technology has really come together and the applications and the infrastructure behind it. So, um, but I would say just start and try it. And once you, once you see your network building, I think it's, it's, there's, a, there's an excitement there where you go, ooh, look at that, ooh, you know. Um, okay, uh, Ryan, do you have any questions about a LinkedIn blog, what you think would be good for, um, I know you haven't looked at it, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, for um, a perspective of people putting their information uh, on it. I guess their resume, a copy of their resume, Rick, it has that. Yeah, that's, that's um, a good question. I don't know. Um, you know what, I guess my question would be what kind of information would you would you post on a uh, on a LinkedIn blog versus your Facebook blog or, uh, you know, maybe a uh, more industry-specific blog? I, you know, I actually have a friend that had put together his own blog, not, not through LinkedIn, but while he was in his job search for about uh, three, four months, he would go up and he would say on his blog on a daily basis, okay, I spoke with, um, uh, with United or whatever, or whatever company, mm-hmm. and, and there were no opportunities there. But the search continues. I'm going to continue to look in this location. So it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of communicating through the blog, maybe from that perspective, uh, what, what you're doing, how, how it's going, uh, what you're finding, what, what, what is and isn't viable right now. I think mm-hmm. from that perspective, at least that's one aspect of how you could use, uh, use the blog. But I find that that would be pretty valuable, at least from a LinkedIn perspective. Show them what's happening. Tell them what you're doing day to day. I think a number of people are starting to do that. And I, I think it gets you used to writing. It gets you used to focusing on, on what other people might be interested in. Um, I just had an idea. I thought maybe uh, Ryan, Rick, and I can take a look at Rick's blog and then come back with um, some recommendations for people looking for work what we see is would be helpful and kind of a basic basic overview on how to get some of your stuff up there. How does that sound? Sure. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah, I think that sounds great. In fact, you know, Mildred, why don't we just why don't we open that to our uh, our listeners as well that if they want to shoot us an email and have us take a look at uh, you know one of their blogs, maybe we can offer some insight into uh, you know some of the listeners' blogs uh, that are uh, currently out there. Okay, that sounds good. Um, and no, Mildred, uh, more than happy to you know to offer the same for uh, you know again you said it there there is a certain. Uh, and I don't want to call it anxiety, it's not the right word, but people get a little nervous about how they do these things. They're not familiar with it, they feel uncomfortable. I'd be more than happy to field anybody, any questions that people have. Mm-hmm. Offer up my, res- my, my resume, I'm calling it, my, my LinkedIn profile. Uh, it's a good example uh, of, you know, of how to use it, of how to use this, this valuable tool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, Rick, I think what, uh, what we could do is we have the web uncovered, um, so let's make sure we have it on a link from you, a link from us, um, uh, and on uh, welcome to the neighborhoodny.com, so that people make it easy for people. I think that's the whole thing: is make it easy for people to get to the information. Um, yeah, so let's uh, just clarify that and, the web. Uh, one of our call, uh, one of our chat people said that having us. Put up some samples and give uh, ideas and uh, help them uh, would be useful to them. So that's the whole thing: is make it work. It's not a toy. Um, how can we make it easy for you to get your information out to people? So oh, this this should be fun. This should be exciting because I actually hadn't used that blog. So we can all work on ours, and we'll have something. Um, maybe we can do another segment next week on this, Rick. Um, and we had talked about putting some special segments. I know I have a special segment with uh, John Kamen on April 2nd at 4.30, um, and that's focus on government. Uh, John Kamen is the uh, supervisor for the town of North Hempstead, so, and we're going to do 25 minutes, no call-ins on that one. But we can do other sessions like that um, even in the evening that people can call in, we can look right at their blog online, and so we can we can do it several different ways. So we'll put that together um, and uh, go from there. Uh, Rick, do you have to uh, exit right now? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I really do. I have to take my yeah. uh, daughter to school. Uh, you know, I, yeah. if you don't mind, what I just like to say is, in closing, you know, LinkedIn is a terrific tool. It is coming of age, folks. Uh, you know, uh, five six years ago, it wouldn't even have made the list today. I'm going to put it at number two behind uh, placement services uh, as oh, far as okay. to get yourself out there. And I think you're going to find a number of the, the largest services like the IAS group uh, will agree with that. In fact, uh, they, they really push for that now. So mm-hmm. uh, I really thank you for having me on the show. And oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we'll work. Uh, we'll, you, Ryan, and I will uh, connect up, and we'll put this together. We'll do some blog stuff, and we'll let everybody know. So, um, great. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank um, you. Cheers. Okay. Uh, Joan, um, I'd like to introduce Joan Ortiz right now. Uh, Joan, you still there? Oh, I'm here. Okay, good. This is Joan Ortiz, and she's on the advisory board for uh, Project Independence. She is on the executive board of the Park Civic. She is also on Facebook with us. I don't know if you're on LinkedIn, but I know you're on Facebook. So, Joan, I just wanted to ask you to just talk a little bit about Project Independence, what it does, um, and... uh, Ryan, I'd like you to understand these are some of the things that we want to help Joan get out using our social media and and the tools, all the tools that we have. So okay, great. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, I happen to represent the happily retired. <laughs> <laughs> After listening to all the angst of uh, getting a job, it's really uh, a pleasure. Anyhow, Project Independence is uh, a small pilot program. And it's designed to help seniors 60 years and over stay in their homes. And it's um, func- it's uh, let's see, sponsored by the town of North Hempstead. And it's also sponsored with FEGS, FEGS, and North Shore LIJ Hospital. So let's see. Let's see. The most important part 
is when the new person comes in, they get about an hour interview, and their needs are evaluated. So if they need something like Meals on Wheels or some program that they are um, they can go into and they need help, and they can automatically be put into that program. Uh, we have uh, annual flu shots. We have health chats. Uh, we have two coming up right now. One is at uh, Wednesday, April 1st at Clinton G. Martin. It's learning techniques to compensate for low vision. And uh, let's see, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. And there's another one coming up uh, two weeks later. I learn about star and senior exemptions, and that's at 10.30 at Clinton G. Martin. We also have friendly callers for the people that can't get out, that have trouble walking and they contact them and make sure they're okay, and at least they can talk to somebody. We have a newsletter that comes out uh, usually uh, three times a year with things that are going on that are of interest. And uh, let's see, what else do I need? Oh, we have something uh, brand new. We have a 311 in case someone has a problem. You know, things change in life, and they might need to talk to a social worker. They can call 311, and then the social worker will get right back to them. Um, that's uh, 311 in the town of North Hempstead? Correct. Yes. This is only the okay. town of North Hempstead uh, mm -hmm. that uh, it applies to. Uh, the It's expanding right now. It's uh, going into Great Neck as of yesterday. Uh, right now, um, up until now, we were just New High Park, North New High Park. And in North New High Park, it's going to be continued as a as a, a special group, and it's very, very, very small. If you weren't into the office uh, today, you would probably see, well, during the week, you would see three people. It's not big. It's very tiny, very, very uh, intimate, friendly. Um, you would see Robin Tovell, she's the program director, or Joanne, uh, who's the nurse, or Melissa, who's the intern. And uh, as I said, very small, you know, it's not big. I thought it was going to be this huge, huge, huge uh, 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 bunch of people. It's not. The, mm -hmm. um, with the expansion, it's going to be uh, increased. Um, I'm getting nervous. I'm not used to this. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Uh, you know, I don't, she said she's nervous, but she's... Um, She's always uh, she's like you remember the Park Civic as well. You always write up nice little summaries of what went on. I'm never on the phone. Um, let's see. The with the expansion, we're going to have Evelyn Roth. She was the original um, founder of this um, organization. She used to be head of FEGS on Long Island, and she's now acting commissioner and the town of North Hempstead. So she's going to be running the um, uh, Project Independence as it expands. And they're going to be increasing with, I think, four new social workers. And they're going to be, right now they're going to be in uh, Clinton G. Martin, but they're going to be, I think, move up to either Grace or to town of North Hempstead. They haven't made up their minds. Um, uh, the expansion to Great Neck is going to be similar to ours. They're going to have an advisory board up there, and they're going to go over the needs of that particular community. And then later on in the future, a few people from each advisory board will meet and talk about how their groups are working out to see the, to get the best of whatever they can do for the seniors. Mm -hmm. um, that's the plan at the moment. After mm -hmm. that, the whole town will be on 311. And at the moment, actually, if you get on 311, someone will call you back and see if you fit in a program, uh, you know, a, a needs type thing, you know, if you're eligible. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. That's about uh, it for that. I, I wanted you to just briefly talk to us about uh, the work with your literacy, and sure. then I'd like uh, we can talk about uh, different ways we can get this information out. Okay. Literacy... Um, it's Literacy Nassau. It's um, they're moving this week. I called them just to get uh, verify the information. I found out they're moving from Hempstead to Freeport. Their new number will be five one six eight six seven three five eight zero, and that's if anybody wants to improve their reading or volunteer as a tutor. 
their new address will be 178 South Ocean Avenue in Freeport. Now, uh, the, the um, students that would be uh, going into this program have a reading level of below sixth grade level. They come in all different nationalities, ages, abilities. Uh, some are dropouts, uh, some are college graduates, but they don't speak the language well. So the volunteer tutor takes a 15-hour class, usually at a library. That's where mine was. And then they are matched with a student. And usually they meet once a week for at least two hours. And the tutor tries to find out how we you know what the interests are of the student, because that makes the reading so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. And also the needs. You know, like some people want to learn how to drive, so they want to learn, you know, traffic signs. You know, they want to go over the driver's manual uh, so they can pass the test. And uh, some have a sick child. They need to have dialogue with uh, a doctor's office, how to make an emergency phone call. You know, part oh, of the yeah, body. Oh, yeah, you don't even... Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. even think of that. Not, um, we only have, I don't want to cut you off, but we only have about four minutes left. So I want to try and wrap this all up. Um, and, and Ryan, here's the, the issue. It's one of the biggest things is to get all the information that we've talked about to the people that are listening and Certainly. to the groups. And um, it's not an easy task. Um, uh, so I'd like you and I to talk about that a little more. Um, I've been trying to figure out, it used to be a single point of entry to get data in. Well, now it's a you know, single point of exit to get data out is, uh, uh, is part of the issue here, because there's so many places for it to go. Um, and, so many uh, different ways so to communicate buttons. the information. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, it just it doesn't sound like much, but it takes it takes a lot of work. That's why you know, pick one, have a blog, have your like uh, Facebook pages. Um, you know, so we'll we'll do a little more on this. But Joan, if you'll email me the information you gave out, and we'll get it posted so sure. that people can reference it. And um, I hope you'll join us again because Joan is on Facebook. She and I are experimenting with different ways um, to communicate, uh, to get the information about community to the community. Um, and Did you see what uh, happened in the flood zone where all the people came? The man wrote where he was going to put the uh, sandbags up, and they all came over there. He oh, he did he? Very good in disasters. Everybody <laughs> it's in the paper. Yeah, very yeah. very fast. And they, they couldn't get through to the town network and the county network. They got through on his Facebook. Yeah, wow. oh, that's great. And Twitter, the same thing. I think somebody did some Twitter stuff. So it's not just a toy. None of this is a toy. It's really enterprise-level communication um, is how I like to look at it. But um, mm -hmm. uh, Jason, did we give you any ideas on so, some things? Uh, I know you're on LinkedIn as well. Um, there? Yeah, I mean, you guys always are coming up with good ideas. Uh, I'll probably need somebody to tie me down and beat me to implement them. But uh, you know, hopefully when things – well, I'm hoping things don't slow down. But God bless. Uh, I've been so ridiculously busy. Uh, I don't really even have time to jump, jump on these things much these days. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We might want to look on – Yeah, we might want to look at your blog because if that gets Google hits, and the search engine stuff. That might be a good one. So we'll kind of ask you to join our conversation. All right, we have 90 seconds. Um, I'd like to thank everybody. I think this was very interesting. April 2nd, 4.30, um, John Kamen, Town of North Hempstead Supervisor. Um, please join us. Uh, Ryan's got a couple of shows that he's done on search engine optimization. We're going to follow up with uh, LinkedIn and blog. So anybody who's looking for work, come on to LinkedIn, look for us. Ryan, you're on there too, aren't you? Uh, I am, yeah, and, and yeah. still getting up We'll to make speed. sure everything's updated so you can get to all three of us from any any mm -hmm. three, from either Rick Ravigno, uh, Mildred Tassoni, or Ryan Gooden. Either one of those um, you can get to us. Um, and so if anybody would like to, we'll be glad to help you with your LinkedIn. Um, get those jobs. 
join those groups. And we're also on Facebook or welcome to the neighborhoodny.com and we have uh, our information posted there. So uh, I'd like to thank you. So Joan, yeah. yes, you'll come on again. <laughs> See, I told you. Everybody's nervous. I mean, we're always nervous. There's always technical glitches. But you know what? I miss there's technical glitches. So I don't care what radio show, something happens. It's live radio, and uh, we don't edit the excerpt. So thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.